Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Many politicians like to make the big, the grand, the Kennedy-esque moonshot kind of statement on the political trail or from office. And then do everything possible, including bypassing Congress to make those dreams a reality. But the thing we have to watch out for is a politician's grand ambitions. They have to have real-world strategy behind them. Uh, Hope is important. Vision is important. But hope is not a strategy. And often what happens is we end up with negative consequences for citizens uh, because the grand Kennedy-esque moonshot statement has nothing to back it up. Uh, to actually implement it. Uh, And I want to give you a demonstration of this in a really interesting way. Uh, So this was an exchange between Congressman Thomas Massey, Republican from Kentucky, and Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg during a recent committee hearing. Uh, This is a really good example of where good intentions have to be backed up by specific details or they're just good intentions which can actually end up being a negative in the end if we're not careful. So Congressman Massey was asking Secretary Buttigieg about President Biden's executive order. We've just talked about executive orders. What is done by executive order shall be undone by executive order. Uh, President Biden, by executive order, has directed that electric vehicles will make up half of all new car sales by 2030. So just eight years away. Half of all new car sales are to be electric. Now, I think we can all say, hey, that would be fantastic. That would be great. That would be good for the environment. We can go through all of those things. So Congressman Massey, in questioning Secretary Buttigieg, this is really important. Uh, The congressman from Kentucky, uh, who graduated from MIT, by the way, uh, pointed out to the secretary that he's very bullish on the technology. So this is not someone who is a climate denier or someone who doesn't think anything should be done. No, just the opposite. Congressman Massey, again, a Republican, drives an electric vehicle. He actually lives off the grid in a house that's powered by a Tesla battery and solar panels. So this is someone who clearly believes there's a lot that we can do as it relates to climate. In questioning and going back and forth with Transportation Secretary Buttigieg, It's interesting that he pointed out just how much electricity is going to be needed to run all those cars if half of them by 2030 are going to be electric. Take a listen. Which uses more electricity? We're talking about residential electricity here. A refrigerator when it's running or an electric car when it's charging in your garage? I would expect a car. Would you say it uses twice as much or 25 times as much? I would think closer to 25 times as much. It's... It's actually 50 at the instantaneous moment, but over the course of a year, if I take the numbers from the U.S. Department of Energy about the average household, how many vehicles they own and how far they drive, over the course of a year, an American household would use 25 times as much electricity for their electric car as they would for their refrigerator if they had 100% adoption. If And the average family has two vehicles, and this would be if the average family had two electric vehicles. Do you think it would strain the grid if everybody plugged in 25 refrigerators in every household? 
Well, if we didn't make any upgrades to the grid, sure. I mean, if we had yesterday's grid with tomorrow's cars, it's not going to work. It's one of the reasons why we believe that infrastructure includes electrical infrastructure and argued for that to be included as it thankfully was in the partisan law. Okay, so some pretty important things there. So if if 50% of all the cars rolling out in 2030 are electric, uh, is the electric grid set up for handling the equivalent of if each of us added 25 refrigerators to our homes? Uh, so an interesting component. Now, Secretary Buttigieg wisely said, well, if it was on the current grid, yes, that would be a problem. We need a future grid. Okay, that's good. That's noble. We should be moving that direction. Congressman Massey then questioned how ready the grid is to handle all those new electric cars. Do you think by 2030, which is when Biden says 50 percent of uh, cars sold should be electric, do you think the grid will be capable of handling electric cars? It's going to need to be. And we're working with the Department of Energy every day. We've established a joint office of energy and transportation to map out some of the needs. Okay, so again, you have to watch the language. The secretary, in response to the question, will it be ready? His response was, well, it has to be. That doesn't tell us if it will be. It tells us that's what he wants it to be. And again, hope is important. That kind of vision, moonshot language, absolutely, that's it's all there. But you have to have more than that. Secretary Buttigieg argued that we'll be using less energy overall with electric cars. But it's also worth pointing out that uh, while a typical driver uh, who adopts electric is using more electricity, at the end of the day, they're using less energy because of the efficiency benefits of getting that energy produced at utilities. The problem is that we, don't, we don't have the capacity to produce that energy. You aptly use the word need. You could say want as well. It, there's needs and wants to make this fantasy work by 2030. But the reality is the capability is not going to be there. So as we look at the, the back and forth there, again, hope is important. Hope is not a strategy. And it it is a little befuddling to me that the transportation secretary couldn't say, here's the path, here's the plan, here's what we're going to have to do. Eight years is not a lot of time when it comes to uh, amping up and redoing our electrical grid. Uh, he is right. It is part of infrastructure. It will be part of infrastructure. Uh, but we're not nearly there yet. Uh, Congressman Massey then laid out what this would mean for regular Americans. And this is the important part. Again, the, the moonshot vision uh, of having that many electric cars on the road is great. It's a, it's a noble goal. It's an important conversation But what does it mean to the American people if we don't actually have a plan and if the plan is not executed on schedule? It would take four times as much electricity to charge the average household's cars as the average household uses on air conditioning. So if we reach the goal by 2030 that Biden has of a 50 percent adoption instead of 100 percent adoption, that means the average household would use twice as much electricity charging one of their cars as they would use for all of the air conditioning that they use for the entire year. Do you think this could contribute to rolling uh, blackouts and brownouts in areas of the country where air conditioning is basically considered essential? Not if we prepare. Look, the fact that people who have electric vehicles are going to use more electricity 
can't be a reason to give up. The idea that America is inferior to the other countries that have figured this out just doesn't sit well with us in administration, I'm, and that's I'm not why saying, we're investing I, in a better I'm, grid. I'm not saying we shouldn't prepare. I told you at the beginning of this, I'm bullish on, on this technology, but the, the numbers and the rate of adoption has been developed using political science, not engineering. They're impractical, and if we blindly follow these goals that Biden has set out, it will cause pain and suffering for the middle class. All right, so some important components there. Again, uh, Secretary Buttigieg says, oh, this isn't going to be a problem if we prepare. Uh, again, that's uh, that's a very safe statement to make. Of course, there's not going to be a problem if we prepare, if we're there, uh, but we're not there. And this idea of political science, not engineering science, uh, will cause problems. And it will hurt the middle class, and it will actually hurt the poor and the most vulnerable the most. And so we have to have the full conversation. We can't just have the bumper sticker conversation. Uh, we talked about it last week. We also have to, to realize currently 61% of our electricity, that energy, is coming from fossil fuels. Very little of it is coming from wind and solar uh, or even nuclear. And, and so there has to be this robust conversation is where we have to get. And so, we, again, we have to go beyond the headlines on this. Uh, and, again, this is coming from Congressman Massey, who lives off of a Tesla battery and solar panels and drives an electric vehicle. This is someone who believes in this. Uh, and he sees that we're not ready and we're not preparing in a way that's going to make sure it works not just for politics, but for the American people. We'll step aside for bottom of the hour news. Much more to come on Inside Sources when we come back right here on KSL News Radio. Stay with us.